This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I've got an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And spring is wrapping up. Summer is around the corner. And we're going to have some advice this hour on how to keep your family safe when it comes to windows, which is something that we love to throw open this time of year. I have one tip for you. They don't build them like they used to. And the windows of yesteryear uh, were a lot stronger when we grew up, and now not so much, especially when it comes to the screen. So you have to mm-hmm. be real careful with that. We're going to have some tips on how to keep your kids and family safe this hour. And speaking of the summer, if you guys are foregoing an expensive vacation this year and instead choosing to stay home and enjoy your own backyard, I mean, what a crazy idea. You've got a beautiful backyard. You should go out there and use it. Well, we are going to help you get your home ready for that getaway feel. Coming up in our Staycation solution segment, we're going to have tips on cleaning your outdoor furniture to get it looking brand spanking new without spending a dollar. There's nothing worse than the dirty butt the first time you sit down in those chairs. (laughs) And the worst part about it is you do all that work and then you get a terrible storm and it gets all yucky again. So it's all about (laughs) maintenance, but it really does look fantastic after a lot of elbow grease. Well, one big uh, side effect of the ailing economy, crime is up, especially theft. So coming up later, we're going to have some tips on how to protect your home, your loved ones, and your valuables from thieves. We're going to have cheap and easy ways and even free ways to thwart those thieves and burglar-proof your home for good. And we want to hear from you this hour, so pick up the phone and give us a call. This hour, we're giving away a battery-powered trimmer edger from Works GT to one lucky caller. Now, this garden tool has no cords and no gas to worry about, so it will be quick and easy to trim and edge your yard. So give us a call. Let's get right to the phones. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Leslie, who's first? Karen in New Jersey wants to talk Dex. How can we help you? Uh, I have heard that blue wood is uh, a green product and environment friendly, but I didn't know if it was cost effective and what's its composition. Karen, Bluewood is is fairly new on the market. It's been getting a bit of buzz. It was featured on an edition not too long ago of Extreme Home Makeover. It's basically a product that is supposed to be environmentally friendly. Well, it's, it's like a, a treatment process, It's correct? a treatment process, and it has some of the green certifications. In terms of how long it lasts, the warranty is, uh, what, 30 years, Leslie? Mm-hmm. 30 years, they're saying. But we don't know of course, if it's going to be around 30 years because it's a brand new product. Uh, Whether it's cost-effective or not is going to depend on that, but it does seem to be a pretty popular alternative now. It seems to have a growing audience. So it's something you may want to consider and certainly price against the more traditional treated products. 
And it's a process that can be done to a variety of different types of building materials from orient, striated board, to pine, to all different kinds of things used for rafters and joists and sheathing, and then for decking and for steps and for railings. So it's a coating that's applied to a variety of types of lumber. Yeah, I had heard that it's um, not friendly to insects. Yeah, it's designed to protect against mold, rot, as well as insects. So I think that you're going to start seeing more and more technologies that are like this as we get increasingly concerned about the impact of especially mold on our homes. Okay. All right. Well, I thank you very much. You're welcome, Karen. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we're going to take a painting question from David in Oklahoma. What's going on at your Money Pit? Well, we have a house that uh, I guess the people before hired some just handyman kind of guy, and they gave him latex paint, and I think that he's painted latex paint on enamel. Where is the paint? Are we talking about the trim inside the house or outside? What do we got? No, no, it's uh, inside. It's on the trim and also on some of the walls. Some of the walls are a natural wood, but Mm -hmm. most of them are painted. So basically we're having an adhesion issue here? Yeah. Oh, yes. You can just rub it with your thumb and, and it'll come off. Mm. So, of course, if you're ever moving things around and you bump something, right. it really comes off. Well, you bring up a common problem, David, and that is that you can't put latex on top of enamel without you at least prepping the surface. Prepping the surface when you're changing from an enamel to a latex means sanding it and also hitting it with a primer. The primer is the glue that makes the paint stick, and if they've skipped that step, then this is going to be a constant problem. So unfortunately, there's no magic solution here that's going to stop the problem from happening. When you have a bad adhesion problem with paint, it's going to be a matter of you sanding off what's there, trying to get to a a durable surface that's not peely. What about using a stripping agent to sort of help you get further along than just sandpaper would? Well, you certainly could do that, um, but I don't think you have to strip it down to raw wood. You certainly have to rough up the old surface. If this latex coat is coming off pretty easily, you could probably do this all with sandpaper. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone and give us a call because you can be part of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Just pick up the phone, ask us your home improvement or your home repair question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, your staycation solutions for cleaning a winter's worth of grime and dirt off your outdoor furniture. We'll give you the step-by-step after this. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by the Works GT, the revolutionary trimmer edger that's fully adjustable, runs on rechargeable battery power, and weighs less than a gallon of milk. See the Works GT in action at FreelineForLife.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. We're talking staycation solutions presented in part by Works, makers of battery-powered lawn and garden tools. You know, a nice, clean-looking lawn will make you feel like you're at a lush resort in your own backyard. So one caller we talked to this hour is going to win the Works GT Trimmer Edger Combo worth 160 bucks. Yeah, this is a great prize. The garden tool, it's got no cords and no gas to worry about, so you'll just 
be able to pick it up and head right around your yard and do all your edging and trimming chores. Plus, the coolest thing, they're going to give you a free line for life. If you want some more information about this great tool from Works, head on over to freelineforlife.com. Well, speaking of staycation solutions, here's a tip to help get all of your outdoor furnishings clean because there's nothing worse than a dirty butt, as we've discussed. (laughs) You can freshen up that plastic furniture by mixing dish soap, borax, and a half cup of peroxide into one gallon of water. Now, test first to be sure the peroxide doesn't react negatively on the furniture. You want to let that mixture sit for 10 to 15 minutes and then scrub it with a nylon brush before rinsing well. So remember, we're talking about soap, Dish soap, borax, and a half cup of peroxide to one gallon of water. Now, And it also makes your hair a very nice shade of blonde for the there summertime. You go. <laughs> for wood furniture, you want to oil the wood surfaces with a sealant or a preservative. And after sealing, clean it at least once every two weeks with oil soap designed for wood. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got furniture that's made of metal, you want to make sure that you clean it with simple soapy water and basically just a lot of elbow grease. Now, while you're doing that, if you notice any rust, make sure you remove it with sand paper and then repaint the entire piece of furniture with rust proof paint. Now if you only need to cover the area that was rusty, you can do that with a metal varnish and get in the habit of wiping down all of your furniture after you use it, get rid of any bird droppings or pollen, and this way you'll really be able to enjoy your furniture for many summers to come, not just this one. 888-666-3974. Do you have a staycation project in mind? Give us a call. We'll help you get it done. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Talking to Dorothy in Texas, who's dealing with some holes in a floor. What happened? Uh, yes, we uh, when we drive in our garage when after we have the snow and we have uh, the salt off the highways, our garage floor crumbles. I'd mm. like to know what I can do uh, to repair that, or do I have to take the whole garage floor out? Well, it depends on the level of deterioration. If it's just some surface deterioration, that can be repaired with an epoxy patching compound. If the entire garage floor surface is really structurally deteriorated, then that might be a situation where it has to be broken out and replaced. But if it's just no, a t- it's only minor a small de- area. Well, if it's a very small area, then you can patch it with an epoxy patching compound. Mm-hmm. Like abacrete or abacast. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. These are self-leveling. You mix them up. You pour it onto the damaged area. It's going to fix itself and adhere to the area very well and make it nice and even and oh. smooth. But keep in mind, Dorothy, that the salts, especially that the highway department uses, you know, you'll see after a winter season when there's been a lot of salt deposits on that highway, a huge amount of potholes. You know, it does a great job of removing that snow and ice, but it also does a wonderful job of damaging the concrete. So you right. got to, you know, know that this is a repair that if you've got a wintry season, you know, a snowy winter, it's going to be something that you're going to have to sort of stay on top of because it'll continue to damage it. You know what I would recommend, huh. Dorothy? Fix the, the the pitted areas, fix the deteriorated areas, and then paint the entire garage floor with an epoxy paint. It's a two-part mix, very easy to do. You mix it up, it cures pretty quickly. Paint that whole floor, and that ought to protect it from that uh, road salt. Dorothy, thanks okay. so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. It's taken a long time for Bob in South Carolina to get his hot water. How can we help you? Well, uh, last spring I bought a home down here in Myrtle Beach, and we love the place except there's one thing that is driving me nuts. All right. We turn the hot water on in the kitchen, and like most places, if you don't have a you know a constant to flow, it'll take a minute for the hot water to get there from the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. I can put up with that, but once I get the flow, if I use it for a few minutes and say I turn the water off, it doesn't have to be a minute. And I turn it on again, and it's ice cold. Hmm. 
And I'm saying, what happened to what's in the pipe? Yeah, well, you know, copper doesn't make a very good insulator, Bob. Well, it's not even copper. We're talking uh, plastic pipe. Plastic, yeah, well, that too. So it's not going to stay warm for long. You know, the farther the bathroom is away from the water heater, the longer you have to wait. It's a question of distance. What we're seeing today in more more newer homes is that we're putting in multiple water heaters, typically using tankless water heaters because they're smaller and they can be uh, easily added to different areas of the house. It doesn't have to be centralized where all your HVAC equipment is. And we're we're shortening the distance that way. Now, if you were to add a return loop that would sort of carry hot water, water back uh-huh. to the water heater, that's a solution, but it's a real expensive one because you're going to be heating water like crazy and it's going to be costing you a lot of money to uh, heat water that's just circulating through pipes and not being used. All Bob, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Norma in New York, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Yeah, hi. Um, my kitchen, I've had uh, like linoleum, like sheets of it. It was glued like on the perimeter of the whole kitchen. This was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like shrinking um, from the perimeter of the kitchen. Okay, where the flooring meets the uh, wall, is there a baseboard molding there? Is there a shoe molding? What kind of molding is there? Uh, I guess you'd say baseboard. It's okay. wooden. Typically... When you put a vinyl floor down, you would have a baseboard molding, and then you would have what's called a shoe molding, which is sort of like a like quarter, a quarter round, round molding. Because you're going to have shrinkage in a product like that. And it sounds to me like what's happened is it shrank more than whatever molding was covering it. So the easy solution here might be to add a shoe molding, which is like a trim molding that can go against the baseboard and cover that loose edge. Would you need to re-glue down those edges so that there's not further movement? Well, because there's also, like, rippling underneath, even away from the perimeter. You know what I mean? Like, it's rippled. Well, in those areas, you may need to have a, a flooring installer come in because there's special tools. There's these big rollers, heavy rollers that they use to try to pull some of that out. That's not something you're going to be able to do on your own. But if it's just a loose seam, you can add an additional layer of trim and cover that up. Norma, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. If you're tackling a tiling project, you'd be like Paul in Texas. How can we help you with your money pit? Well, we had our master bath remodeled recently. Okay. And the contractor did such a lousy job on the tile that we ended up firing him. And then we had to get another contractor to come in to finish the job, and there was several gaps and those sorts of things, and they sealed everything. And we started using the shower, and some of the grout started coming out, like little gravelly, very small, sandy kind of pieces of grout would come out. Okay. So I started sealing it with DAP, and I had a friend who told me, you shouldn't do that. You should tear all the grout out and start over, and I'm wondering what the best approach is to solve this problem. Well, if you've got tiny little pieces that are falling out, and it just happens once, and it doesn't seem to be a, a perennial problem, then using a bit of caulk to seal it up is probably not terrible. But if you've got uh, grout for whatever reason that was not put in correctly, then in that case, you may need to use a a grout saw and sand out the entire joint and then re-grout the whole thing uh, to get the proper adhesion. All right, we'll try that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Joan in California wants to talk bathroom flooring. How can we help? Well, I want to put 
hardwood in my bathroom. And mm. when I mention that to people, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> well, you might be, Joan, because if you use full thickness hardwood in the bathroom and it gets wet, it's going to warp and twist, and you will not be able to repair it. Well, it doesn't even have to get soaking wet. It could just be from right. moisture. Exactly. So we'll give you two ideas. The first one is a product called Laminate Floor. Now, Laminate Floor can look just like hardwood up to and including the graining in the wood. Now, Laminate Floor can be completely submerged and it won't twist. If you are absolutely convinced that you do not want laminate, you want some real wood product, the only choice is engineered hardwood. Mm -hmm. And the reason why engineered will work in a high moisture environment is it's built in the same way that plywood is built. So it's uh -huh. put together in layers of opposing grains, which makes it structurally stable. And then that topmost layer is the actual veneer of that hardwood that you want in the space. But whatever you do, Joan, don't use solid hardwood in the bathroom because, believe me, one spill, one toilet that overflows, situation like that. You may not have planned Poor it. Poor ventilation. Just That's right. It could really be a big mess. Ah, okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Joan. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we're going to talk to Michael in New Jersey about installing a bathroom in a basement. What can we do for you today? Hi. Uh, I bought a four-bedroom house with only one bathroom. And it's a family of four. So we're having a little bit of problems with that. <laughs> Scheduling. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Mother Nature always calls at the same time. Um, uh, our basement is uh, has an eight foot ceiling. And it's a huge basement. Okay. And uh, but the sewage pipe is three feet off the ground. Is there right. anything I can do to install a bathroom down there? Yeah, you absolutely can. What you need um, is a type of pump. Is it a lift pump? Yeah, yeah. And basically, what happens is the waste flows into this pump in the floor that is about the size of a sump pump, but it's different. It's all sealed, and it grinds the waste and then lifts it up high enough so that gravity can make it flow into the typical drain line for the house. Would you need one lift pump per fixture, or can a lift pump in one bath handle like a toilet and a shower? No, it would be one one pump for the entire bathroom. Oh. And it's a fairly okay. big job. I mean, don't get me wrong, because you have to break out the floor to have it installed and have all the lines installed, and it has to be vented. Um, and, of course, it has to be you know drained into the, uh, the house drainways vent pipe. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit. Up next, we are going to share with you cheap and easy ways to keep burglars from targeting your home this summer. So stick around. 888 Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are your home for home solutions. Speaking of which, here's a solution you might need if you've ever been broken into. How do I make the thieves stay away from my house? What can I do to make my house unattractive to crime? Well, we've got a guest on the phone that can help us do just that. That's right. Here to tell us how we can easily and inexpensively, being the key word, protect our homes. We've got Sue Perry, and she is the deputy editor of Shop Smart Magazine. Welcome, Sue. Oh, hi. It's good to be with you guys. You got a great article online called Home Safe Home Cheap and Even Free Ways to Burglar Proof 
your house. I think when we think about crime prevention, most people think it's really expensive, but it doesn't have to be, does it? No, it doesn't have to be expensive, and it's something that all of us should be thinking about. Um, you know, crime rate is going up. It's been down um, for quite a while now, a number of years, but in this kind of economy, we're seeing a spike in it. So it's something that we should all stay attuned to. Now, what are some of the things that we can do that will not cost our wallets a cent, something that I can just go outside and take care of right now? Well, the first thing you can do is, and this, is, this may seem like a really no-brainer, but close and uh, lock your doors and windows whenever you leave the house. And it sounds so obvious, but unlocked doors and windows are the main entry points. One-third of all burglaries uh, occur because somebody didn't lock their doors and their windows. So that's a no-brainer right there. I've heard that time and time again over the years I've interviewed uh, police detectives that were experts in this field, and they all say the same thing. So apparently a lot of us walk out, walk out the door without turning the lock. Yeah, you don't, you don't think about it. And, you know, something else that you can do easily is that you can trim your shrubs so that they're too small for a burglar to hide behind them, uh, you know, while he is or, or she is looking for a place to break into your house. So that's another thing that you can do so that they're not hidden and they're easy to spot from the street. A neighbor peeking out the door could see, hey, that doesn't look right, and, you know, notify you or notify the police. So that's something else totally free. We're talking to Sue Perry. She's the deputy editor of Shop Smart Magazine online at shopsmartmag.org. Sue, in your article, you talk about uh, five places you never, ever want to hide valuables. I see some of the things on this list that are common uh, that we've all probably been doing for years. Of course, number one, never hide a key under a fake rock. <laughs> right. You know, you think, oh, you know, nobody's going to know. Everybody puts their spare key under a fake lo- rock or, or that little lawn ornament that's sitting out there that nobody's going to pick up the rabbit and see that there's a key underneath there. Well, that's, that's definitely not a good place to uh, put a spare key where a burglar would automatically go look for it. And yeah, here's the burglar's checklist when the burglar arrives and says, okay, now where's the key? All right, here's the five places I'm going to check. Under the fake rock. Under oh, the doormat. Fake rock. Let's check that Under doormat. the doormat. <laughs> in, and you know what? Once they're in the house, what they're going to be doing is all those magazine articles that told you to stash your jewelry and your cash in the freezer or in a stock drawer under the mattress. Right. Well, the burglars have read all those, too, and that's where they're going to go. They're going to go to the fake orange juice can, the fake peanut butter jar, you know, the fake can of cleanser in the freezer where it's all wrapped up in aluminum foil. They'll go there. The, The other place that they automatically will go to is your sock drawer. And, if, and, you know, under the mattress, while you think, oh, no, they're not going to really look under the mattress, it's too heavy, sure they will. <laughs> and, and, then, and the other thing is you don't want to do is you don't want to leave your stuff out in plain sight, checkbooks, passports, credit cards. Don't do that because, um, you know, any of that kind of financial information that's just left out and you've, if you did have an intruder, that's, they get it right away. So what are some of the places in our house that are safe to put our valuable items and cash, whatever we might have lying around, that will still be tricky enough that, you know, no one's going to look for? Well, one thing you can do is you can, um, you can do this yourself. You can hollow out a book yourself, or you can buy one. You, you know, you've seen those fake books. And, um, but the tip, the, the real key is if you have a whole, um, you know, shelf full of computer books or really nerdy science books or something, and then all of a sudden there's this, like, you know, bodice-ripping uh, novel, there, you know, it, that's going to be a tip-off. So the book should all sort of, not, nothing should stand out. It should just look like a row of books. And you, want, you can um, put your um, valuables there. Also, if you have a whole lot of stuffed animals, you can take one of those animals and rip the seam open and, and stuff some, um, uh, some valuables in there. If you have a slew of stuffed animals, 
nobody's going to take the time to rip through all of them. I have a better idea. How about a safety deposit box or That's a safe? That's a great one. You can't go wrong with a safety deposit. <laughs> if you really have, you know, valuables around the house, really good jewelry, they should probably not be around the house. You should get yourself a um, safety deposit box. Good point. Sue Perry, Deputy Editor of Shop Smart Magazine, online at shopsmartmag.org. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. Oh, great to talk to you. All right. Well, now that we've got your home all locked up tight and safe, up next, we're going to talk about window safety. You know, leaving your windows open in warm weather, it certainly lets air in and those screens do keep the bugs out. But those screens are not going to protect your kids from a potentially dangerous fall. We're going to tell you what will right after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the 100% natural odor-eliminating air freshener. Unlike other air fresheners, Citrus Magic actually eliminates odors and lasts up to four times longer. Visit CitrusMagic.com for more information. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti, and you should give us a call right now. We've got all your home solutions covered. And one lucky caller that we talked to on the air this hour is really going to win a great prize from our friends over at Works GT. We've got a battery-powered trimmer-edger combo. Now, you're going to get longer run times and added power without the hassle of extension cords or messy gasoline engines. And the best part is that you will get free trimmer line replacement spools for life. Just visit freelineforlife.com for more information. But you should pick up the phone right now and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win one. And make sure you've got your home improvement or your decor question ready for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, now's the time when we love to have the windows open. It's very, very pleasant outside. But you have to be careful because window safety is a concern for people of all ages. Here are some tips on keeping your family safe at any age from the folks at Simonton Windows. First of all, keep furniture, especially cribs, away from windows. If you open a window for ventilation in a child's room, make sure you open the top sash of a double-hung window. Teach children that window screens are there only to keep insects out of the home. They cannot sustain the weight of a child or pet pushing against them. You know, the window screens that we got used to growing up, they are very strong, heavy metal screens. Mm -hmm. Well, today they're not designed that way because they don't really have to be. The windows are actually a lot stronger, uh, just the same without having those metal screens. But the screens aren't designed to have any pressure put up against them whatsoever. So just because you have a screen down, pretend it's not there if you're a parent. Kids can go right through it very, very easily. So be careful to keep the kids away from those windows. Also consider window guards Then use soft landscaping like shrubs or plants or bark and mulch directly underneath windows to produce impact should anyone fall out of the window and never ever paint your windows shut because you need to be able to open them in the event of an emergency. Mm -hmm. Now, if you find yourself considering replacement windows, you want to make sure that you look into models that have multi-point locks. Now, for seniors, you want to consider easy-to-operate windows like casements with a crank or even slider windows. For added security, consider ordering impact-resistant glass in your windows. And for ease of maintenance, you want to order windows with vinyl frames because they are very easy to clean and you never have to paint them. Now, this is a great 
great time right now to replace your windows because there are federal tax credits being offered on many energy efficient styles. And we have got all of the details in a chapter of our new book, My Home, My Money Pit. And that chapter is actually available free right now at moneypit.com. All you need to do is download your guide to replacing the windows in your house for absolutely nothing. It is totally free at moneypit.com right now. And do it quick before uh, Tom changes his mind and starts charging everybody. (laughs) (laughs) 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Tom in West Virginia is thinking about a ventless gas fireplace, which is not always a great idea. What's going on? How can we help you? Yeah, having survived another uh, winter and in expectation of another one coming up, I have a rather older system with the 8-inch exhaust pipes that comes off the furnace, and I wanted to replace that. And my neighbor has something that he calls a a ventless uh, gas furnace. Actually, there's a vent that comes right out the side of the house like a dryer vent. But online I saw reference to a gas furnace that's ventless. And I'd like to get your idea of what the good, the bad, and the ugly is over one of those. Well, we don't recommend ventless anything. I've never seen a ventless gas furnace. I mean, there may be a very small ventless gas heater, but Mm -hmm. not a ventless gas furnace. What you're describing that your neighbor had is known as a direct vent furnace. And many of the high-efficiency furnaces do just that. You know, we're used to seeing furnaces that vent into big brick chimneys that take all of those heating gases up to the top of our house and away. But the high-efficiency furnaces, the reason they're called high-efficiency is because they take so much of that heat out of that exhaust gas and use it for your house that the gases that are left are relatively low temperature. And that's Mm -hmm. why they can be direct vented out the sidewall of your house through sometimes plastic pipes. Yeah, or even if you're going to continue venting through your chimney, you need to then line it because it's such a difference in temperature that now you're dealing with condensation. That's right. And the condensation is very corrosive. So high efficiency gas furnaces are, are great. We do not like unvented anything. You know, unvented gas furnaces, never heard of it, but unvented gas fireplaces we hear a lot about and absolutely don't like those. <laughs> I appreciate Too much moisture that. inside the house, Tom. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Joe in New Jersey, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? I have a problem with my basement. It's finished. And uh, last year we had a bad storm, and water came up through the floor, not the walls. The walls are fine. And the carpet I had down there was ruined, and I picked it up. And now, you know, I want to put something down there. Well, I saw this product. Uh, It's a rubber uh, carpet, I guess. You could call it quote coin grip. Mm-hmm. They're in a lot of buildings on staircases and all. And I was wondering if I could lay something like that over the concrete floor that I have. Okay. First of all, carpet, very bad idea for basements for a whole bunch of reasons. It traps moisture. It uh, is a, a food for mold growth and for other types of allergens. So carpet, definitely a bad idea. Um, if you just want to cover the concrete floor, why put any kind of flooring down at all? You could use an epoxy finishing system and paint it. The epoxy systems look pretty good today. They seal the flooring. They do a nice job. They're two-part epoxies. You mix them together. You put them down. They cure within a couple of hours. Sometimes they have color flakes in them. There's a product called Epoxy Shield from Rust-Oleum. There's another one uh, from Quickcrete. Works the same way. And they're very durable and they're easy to maintain. Super durable. If you want some sort of a finished floor, we would recommend laminate. I think that's my solution, then. Yes, sir. Joe, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, something is rotten in a listener's laundry room. What could it be? Probably some old socks, I think. We're going to help her sort out <laughs> where the foul odor is coming from next. Hey, 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 money pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you can listen to the Money Pit when you want and where you want when you download our free podcast. It's available at moneypit.com slash listen right now. And while you are on the very informative website, moneypit.com, you can email us your questions by just clicking on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon. And we've got one here from Pat in Macon, North Carolina, who writes, I have a rotten egg smell in my laundry room. You smell it when the water is running into the washing machine or into the laundry room sink. It doesn't have the odor that's associated with any other water supply in our house. Hmm. A rotten egg smell in the laundry room. I wonder if it's a biofilm situation. You know, sometimes when you get water that sits in a pipe, you'll get a biofilm that will coat the inside of the pipe. What I might try to do is run some straight bleach down that drain pipe, let it sit for a while, and see if that takes it out. Would you just run the washing machine with no clothes in it and a ton of bleach? You know, it's possible. That does sanitize the the uh, the, the washing the bin, machine as right? well. Yeah, in fact, sometimes when you have mold problems in a house, that's a, that's a step that we suggest taking, is running the washing machine basically empty but with a lot of bleach in it because it sanitizes everything it touches. All right. I hope that works for you, Pat. Now we've got one from Steve in Georgia who writes, We are about to build a home, and I've talked to the architect, and he thinks I should have a closed or sealed crawl space with spray foam insulation and a dehumidifier to remove any moisture. What do you think? You know, a sealed crawl space is a very, very common way to build homes, mostly up in Canada, where they actually are a little farther advanced than we are in terms of energy efficiency. But the builders down here aren't accustomed to that. They're usually accustomed to a very drafty crawl space. But the sealed crawl space idea is a very solid one that's got a lot of years of testing behind it. And I think that if I was building a house today, I would do exactly that. So I congratulate your architect. I think it's a good idea, Steve, and I think you should take his advice. All right, Steve, I hope that helps, and good luck with your new home. All right, we've got one from Sandra in New York who writes, I have tile in my kitchen, and the grout and mortar are very thick. I'd like to replace the tile, but I'm afraid of ruining the walls in my attempts to remove the tile. My husband suggested that we tile over it. Can this be done, and how do I do it? Absolutely. You can put a second layer of tile on top of the existing layer. Yeah, absolutely. You want to make sure that you... Would you use a um, just a really strong adhesive right on top of the tile, or would you yeah, give it I would a backer use, board? I would use thin-set adhesive right on top of the existing tile. I would not put backer board in between. I think it'll work fine. And as long as your old tiles are adhered really, really well, you are going to get great adhesion of those new tiles right on top. Well, spring is just about over, but if you've still got some spring cleaning to do, not to worry. Leslie's got some tips on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Mm-hmm. And this one is all about organization. You know, even the best thought-out organization can make clutter look like it was planned. All you need to do is pick out the perfect catch-all for your everyday necessities in all areas of your home. If you've got, say, an entrance to your house that's, you know, a nice foyer, your kids drop off their school books there, you've got shoes, you've got mail coming in, think about a nice deep basket that you can drop the kids' backpacks in or put, you know, all your beach-going supplies in there. This way, whatever you need, it's all at the ready right at the front door. Now, if you've got your living room is just cluttered with magazines or remote controls or newspapers, look for a large flat tray with deep sides, and then you can put all of those items, your magazines, your remotes, nicely stacked in there, all organized so it looks like, hey, 
hey, I'm meant to do this. And even in your bathroom, look for a basket or a tray for the back of the toilet or a little side table or something in your bath that you can put your extra toilet paper or your washing supplies for your face or your cosmetics. If everything sort of looks like it's supposed to go there, clutter suddenly becomes very stylish. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Hope you're all having a great weekend. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to tell you how to add square footage to your home without a costly addition, how to use your outdoor living space wisely. You know, a deck or patio can extend your living space in warm weather. We're going to tell you what materials work best and how to get that project done on a budget on the next edition of the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.